This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, today's episode is brought to you in part by Blue Apron. Now, uh, Blue Apron is a great way that th- these guys, let me just put it this way, these guys are revolutionizing the home cooking experience. Uh, by, by doing things like uh, not repeating recipes in a year, which I love, doing things like portion control, which I need, sure. <laughs> yes, public service as well. It's definitely a public service, man, but it's just, it's also, here's the thing, like you get in that thing where you're like, hey, what do you want for dinner? Mm-hmm. And you go back and forth for ages about what dinner is going to be. And you come back to, I'm just going to make spaghetti. This, you know, Blue Apron offers you recipe ideas, which is the biggest value, I think. Now, here's the deal. The flexibility of Blue Apron, they offer 12 new recipes each week, and you as a customer can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what's best uh, for your schedule. These are high-quality ingredients. They send only non-GMO ingredients and meat. Blue Apron is treating WHM listeners to their first three meals, a $30 value, with your first order, gang, if you visit blueapron.com slash wehatemovies. So check out this week's menu and get $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash wehatemovies. And we should really highlight, like, this helps you, like, teaches you how to cook on your own. Exactly. Right. You, you learn it. I mean, like most nights, I'm chewing on bouillon cubes, and that's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I just put like a can on the on the burner. Yeah. And it turns out that was wrong. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you learn all sorts of things just having these directions there. So you're going to get three meals on Blue Apron, a $30 value with your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash we hate movies. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. On today's program, it's possibly the best Steven Seagal movie of all time. It's Hard to Kill. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, like we said up top, it's Hard to Kill from 1990, directed by Bruce Malmuth. Do you mind if I go inside baseball for two seconds here? With with Bruce Malmuth? No, with you mispronounced the title at first. I did. With, I, I caught it out at this point. But no, I, I know, did. but I want to let everyone know because I've been doing that for weeks. <laughs> the hard target, hard to kill. Hard to kill. Hard target, hard to kill. Marked for death, I've what? been saying. No. Oh, that's way off. Yeah, I know that. I've been saying Jurassic Park. Because <laughs> all of these things are a big black nothing of like Steven Seagal punches people in a blackjack. So who would Steven Seagal play in Jurassic Park? Uh, the Dilophosaurus. Because I, I, I like thinking. spitting on people. <laughs> no, I think. He likes degrading people. I mean, true. Ian Malcolm is dressed like. Uh, Steven Seagal that anyway. Is, that is true. So, Steven like, Seagal in this movie or just like Steven Seagal overall? In all movie. Or in his, <laughs> in his heyday. Right, like the leather jacket thing. You yeah. know, how about this? Jurassic Park. Steven Seagal in every role. It's a one-man show. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to my park. Yeah. See? Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this, of course, is the movie where Steven Seagal... 
uh, plays Mason Storm, one of the best named uh, and and truest at heart police officers movie cinema history uh, has ever offered us. Movie cinema, what? cinema history has ever offered us. Wait, what are you saying right now? That he that it's that, what about the what were you saying about the name? I'm saying that Mason Storm is like a grade A uh, amazing person. He's a hero. He's a goddamn hero cop. He is, dude. He's a total goddamn hero cop. Uh, and he gets the shaft. Uh, but one thing I want to say up front, Richard Roundtree. <laughs> we start this movie with a film by no sir. This is a movie. <laughs> this is a grade A movie directed by no no yep. no movie by <laughs> movie that that's, that's right yeah that's what is, we need to do mm-hmm. action crime thriller by. <laughs> Bruce Malmuth, who Steven Seagal hated, supposedly. Oh, that's a big surprise. We should get it out of the way that Steven Seagal is one of the worst people to ever live. Yes. Like, full stop, period. Like, yes. we're going through all the Weinstein stuff, and we're going through all the, the Charlie Rose stuff, and by the time this airs, there's like 17 more scumbags. But Seagal is the granddaddy of them all. Like We're, we're talking sex dungeons. We're talking sex dungeons, human trafficking. Portia de Rossi just had another story about him not so long ago. Oh, what, right. Was she in a movie with him? I th- oh, maybe she, she wasn't. or yes. something, and it was like one of those things where, you know what? Yeah. He's like, hey, we need to have good chemistry. And it's like, ew. Oh, ew, Steven Seagal, ew. So fuck that guy. Uh, also, rightfully- he's like, is he not technically considered an enemy of the state at this point? <laughs> I mean, like, what yeah. is he doing over there? I think he's he's got Russian citizenship. He's got the passport. And he, he calls, what was it, Vladimir Putin. Oh, yeah, Vladimir Putin. Is that some, you guys have been doing this for weeks. Is that some clip? Yeah, yeah, it's some clip. He's doing an interview with somebody, and he has a very fun way to pronounce Putin's name or Putin's <laughs> name. And I'm sure it's closer to the actual pronunciation, but also who cares. Also, do you think he has like Thanksgiving dinner at uh, Edward Snowden's house? Like it's just like I don't think he celebrates Thanksgiving at all. Yeah, but I mean, you got to do something for the holiday, right? Do you think Benedict Arnold celebrated uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> back in England when he was in exile or whatever? When did we start actually doing like every third Thursday? It's Thanksgiving. I think like 1975. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like a TV holiday. Yeah. Someone was the saying bicentennial. I think, I think my wife was saying actually uh, she'd heard something about like that was like Lincoln's doing. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I, I don't like know. Lincoln must pardon in turkeys. But I'm just saying, it's like, hey, Ed, I know you got nothing to do. I got nothing to do. I mean, we're, we're here. We're, we're just a couple of strangers in Russia. And I love to eat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, Stephen, uh, could you lose this number, please? <laughs> lose this number. <laughs> I don't often sh- I mean, I do often say, please lose my number because I'm, I'm in exile. But please, Stephen, specifically, you lose my number. I lose my own number, like, <laughs> every week or so. <laughs> Uh, I I think this is the best Steven Seagal movie. Really? I do. Uh, I, it might be. I it forgot be. how much I fucking love this it movie. It kicks ass. So, I mean, we need to <laughs> it listen. Does, it, you know what? It kicks ass. It kicks butt. And, and it, it rules. It's, it's, <laughs> it, uh, again, we said he's a piece of shit, but, you know. With a with a piece of art like this, I mean the artist. Oh, what a dastard! Yes, but <laughs> this art. I mean, this yeah. is like grade A. You know, snapping arms. This is like the movies that Homer Simpson is always watching on like a Saturday afternoon. Yes, like this is the the like the fodder for all the action movie jokes that the Simpsons always made. We do need to stop and say a special. This episode has been sponsored. 
Right. He's been sponsored. We said this from time to time. We have these. Pat- we used to have a patron tier wherein you could sponsor an episode. Uh, this is one of the last of those. Right. Uh, by uh, not only a patron of the show, but a friend of the show, uh, Philippe Sobrero. Uh, and, and, you know, if you enjoy all of uh, a lot of the show art that you see floating around, including most recently the rad uh, Snipes giving graphic, that's Philippe's yep. work. So, uh, yeah. This episode's for you, buddy. Uh, and you know, here's the here's the joke that I feel like a like a film critic made in the 1990s. Hard to kill, more like hard to watch. And you know what? <laughs> that critic is wrong. That is, they would be very wrong. This is like, I mean, it's got everything, dude. To Eric's point, it's got breaking arms. It's got fucking ridiculous electric guitar score. It's got sex. It's got. You know, karate fighting? I have a working theory that every Seagal movie from the late 80s and early 90s were scripts that Sylvester Stallone physically wiped his ass with. And then, uh, and then, like, because like, hey, Sly, you want to do this cool, like, action movie? He's like, I don't do cops no more, or whatever. And right. then, like, she's like, yeah, I'll pick cops. I love cops. Yeah, that's yeah. why the name is Mason Storm. It was like Storm Scots or something. <laughs> yeah. And there was like a piece of shit on every single page. <laughs> Because he did a like Dingleberry Stallone did like a fifty-two pickup in his ass, <laughs> shuffled the deck and threw it up there. Yeah, I left a Dingleberry on every page. Uh, uh, uh. Ass boogers. <laughs> hey Stallone, you sure you sure really gave uh, that uh, that cigar that upstart your ass boogers. <laughs> I really enjoy how you do that, man. You're crazy, dude. You're crazy. You're nuts. This lad. guy right here, he likes to have fun. He is so crazy. Now give me the ass boogers. <laughs> I'll take your ass boogers. Because there was an upperclassman thing of Stallone and Schwarz- Schwarzenegger. Sure. Right. And then like Willis is kind of there. And but then, everybody Willis already a, hates him. Willis is a junior, and then like um, like a sophomore is like JCVD. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I guess I guess uh, Seagal. Do you think he's a fucking freshman? He's kind of fucking a fucking freshman. Is he though? I mean, this is 1990. He yeah. had movies in the 80s, didn't he? Yeah, look very uh, like probably, late, yes. like late 80s. Like I want to say like 87, 88. So like yeah, maybe like that's. But that's kind of it, right? right. And like he's at the mm-hmm. bottom. He was always at the bottom of the barrel. Like you would always. And I liked Seagal growing up. I loved Under, Under I, yeah. Siege. I watched, I like Schwarzenegger and Seagal. I watched more than Stallone, or okay. probably even, and probably even Van Damme. Yeah, because like I mean, S- Stallone was always like almost doing this movie, but then he wouldn't because he was so much of an artiste. So Steve, you're actually right. This is only his second film. Okay, or was it Above the Law? Above the that? Law was '88, which then is you also have... very good. This. <laughs> And then marked for death in the same year. Mm-hmm. The and then, same year? Yeah, both in 1990. Then wow. 91, Out for Justice. Justice. 92, Under Siege. 94, On Deadly Ground. Okay, see, that's there you go. That's the end. You go above the law to Under Siege, and you're done. And he can <laughs> stop existing. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. totally right, because then it's, like I said, On Deadly Ground, Under Siege 2, Executive Decision, Glimmer Man. Apparently, he played himself on an episode of Roseanne. That is awesome. Fire Down Below, The Patriot, not the Mel Gibson movie. I just feel and like so on. seven of those are episodes. It's amazing. Of oh, sure. They're probably all episodes. And then the first of, this is actually, a, 2001 was a crucial year for Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. He it, did the World Trade Center attack. That's right. And he it was his first time 
uh, co-starring in a film with a rapper because 2001 was him and DMX with Exit Wounds. Oh, nice. What do you think the onset chemistry was like? Uh, strained. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also a notorious asshole. Like, literally, like, everyone yes. hates his guts. He was banned from Saturday Night Live. He hosted Saturday Night Live once. He was, like, the only host ever. To, everyone's like, never let that guy come back. That's not the only dude that that's happened to. Oh, really? Who right, else? Elvis Costello. Uh, was really? it? Was Did you Elvis Costello? That? No, one? no. He got banned from SNL because I think he was supposed to like play um, radio, radio or something. Okay. And then he played something that was more like subversive that Lauren did not want to hear. Oh, oh wow. wow! Like he played a different song. He changed the song. At the yeah, last we won't second. be doing that. Uh, <laughs> this legendary musician will never return. <laughs> I forget. There's another dude who's like infamously banned okay. from from SNL. Uh, Saddam Hussein. He was, <laughs> yeah, mean, he was a one and done. Yeah, just uh, you know, if Trump can host, man, <laughs> yeah, I would honestly, I think Saddam would be a better host. <laughs> I also think he might be a better president. <laughs> <laughs> so we open. It's 1983, uh, right? Very uh, uh, specifically 1983, right? And um, uh, Seagal is taking a weird camera out of his. Out of his car, and it's like you know, it's late at night. It's a dock, and like to your point, this is like a McBain movie. Like it's just big time action movie, action movie, action movie. So you know almost exactly what's happening before it happens. Sure, he's on a dock. There's some shady deal with some Mendoza. guy named Mendoza, <laughs> <laughs> or like Mazzelli or Giancarlo. Just some Italian is courting some guy, and like the the guy is like ordering a hit. You know, right? Uh, but Steven Seagal has this massive camcorder with this huge shotgun mic on it. Like, dude, you're clearly visible. It's amazing how incompetent this is. Well, I was, I was like, is he like a private eye? Is like somebody cheating on somebody? That's the kind of people that have these cameras because they're not going to be murdered by the mafia if they get caught with it. That should be an action movie uh, plot line where he's, they're just a private investigator, like watching people fuck. Yeah, you know, and like fuck this, watchers. Can it right? be called fuck watchers? Exactly. Okay. Fuck watchers, starring Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, gross! <And laughs> first of all, once he's done playing with himself, he sees, <laughs> you know, like something goes wrong in the sex, right? Or, you know, there's like a murder or something. someone gets carotene, right? And th- <laughs> exactly, exactly, like the stuff that they don't want to put in the newspapers. Gotcha. Sure, uh-huh. right? And then he has to go investigate this, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of like sniffing around the motel room. Uh huh. And uh, I don't with know with a black light. <laughs> yes, sniffing around the motel room with a black this light. I think he has to test all the DNA of the cum in the entire room. <laughs> you're 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 close to a, a green light for me. Is there a Jamaican gang involved in any, in any of this? <laughs> there is now. <laughs> Sold. God, that movie. That's smart. That's marked for death, I believe. Marked for death. Yes, I yes, believe. That, which so. is the fault. Which you said is the and, same uh, year. Out, somehow, Out for Justice is the one with uh, what foresight. I don't know. Oh, Isn't well, that above the law? No, I think that's uh... above the laws where he's playing the Greek guy. He's like Nico, whatever the fuck. Right. Oh God, who's that guy's believable. name? He, I think he, the guy in that, the older gentleman, he devastates his body. I think it's like <laughs> Henry Sevilla or something. Oh, oh yeah, I know that yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is the one where he pulls? Is it William Forsythe pulls the old man yes, out of the car? That, I think that is out for justice. I don't think I've ever seen that one. So he is. Um, it's William Sadler on a dock. The order. sad man, dude. Again, playing a crooked piece of shit. A little more William Sadler would be necessary in this film for me. 
in your your fuck watchers film or in the film we're talking in the about film we're year? talking about currently? Uh, honestly, okay. either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You can get that. William guy. Sadler will do nudity. Oh, we know that. We do know that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like. He's got this huge camera and like, you know, the guy's like, I want it to happen tomorrow. And his his little catchphrase is, you can take that to the bank. Yeah, it's 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 this movie's I'll buy that for a dollar. And Stallone uh, and Seagal has this enormous camera. He's like, come on, step out of the shadows. I'm trying to see you guys. He and is 10 feet away from these I people. Know, and they're like, who is whispering over there? <laughs> well, then he fucks up because he starts like clanging like the lens cap against like the structure he's hiding mm-hmm. behind. Yeah. And I couldn't tell... <laughs> If it was actually a fuck up, or if he's like luring the mafia over so that he can also just murder them. Hey, could you guys, could you step into the light, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a bad shot back here. Oh, man. Steven Seagal and Ghost. Yes. Step into the light. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. If Steven Seagal was my option when stepping into the light, I would go straight to hell. No, it's, 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 it's entirely Ghost. It's regular Ghost the entire time. Oh, but when regular Patrick, Ghosts. When Patrick Swayze gets on the train, <laughs> yeah. instead of Vincent Chevelle, it's Steven Seagal. <laughs> and he's like, get off my train. And like they're doing oh. like crazy slap box fighting. You, you That'd think, be cool. You think you're a tough guy? <laughs> See what you got, tough guy. You and then it'll be ghost? awesome. You think a tough ghost? <laughs> the train, he's on like the A train or something. It pulls into uh, like 59th Street. Mm. And the ghost is like, oh, right above this stuff, they have a great hot dog stand. See you later, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he gets stuck in the roof for a little bit. <laughs> and then he turns into Slimer. Yeah. Dude, a ghost Stevens like all gargling hot dogs out of his mouth. <laughs> yes, this is this is the movie that I want. Hey, by the way, this movie also made history because I guess <laughs> in the, that's not true. Even though it's only his second film, mm-hmm. uh, in Above the Law, as far as the Tribune is telling me, and I'm looking for video or photographic evidence here. Yes. This is the first film where the ponytail appears. Oh, wow. wow. Above the law, he's tailless. <laughs> that thing, it's, 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 dis- it's disgusting. I it's kinda, totally. I kind of like looking at it at the same time. <laughs> Dude, it's a grease tail, man. It he's is. got greasely hair in this Do you think movie. he like oils it up? What do you yes. think? Yes. Oh, it's like, yeah. he's like slicking like pork fat on that yeah, thing or something. There's hairspray involved. Definitely hairspray. It's the 90s. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's just disgusting looking. We're also missing the crucial first line of this movie. It's like, come on, hurry up, guys. I got to watch the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Don't you want to get home to watch the Oscars? He says this all the, this, this entire night. I wish this entire movie was one of those one crazy nights. Yes. Yes. Because then the whole time he's just like, ah, who won the Academy Award? <laughs> Because he goes to a liquor store after this, and he's like, oh, what you, why, "Why don't you have the Oscars on?" Here's the here's the tip, right? <clears throat> we should try this. So the Oscars in 2018 are on like March 5th or something. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that day, mm-hmm. okay. And everybody should try this, right? Like, go Film the mafia at the docks. <laughs> They will be on the docks. Just go to the docks. The night of the Oscars, eavesdrop on the mafia. It's a great idea. No, no, no. Go to a store like right before the ceremony is going to start. And ceremony, Jesus. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, that's the the word they use. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just think, you know, like wedding ceremony. But so, so, so before the the broadcast starts, like maybe an hour before, right? Go to a store (laughs) and be like, why are you here right now? And the person will be like, what? I'm working. And then you'd be like, 
Aren't you going to get home and watch the Oscars? <laughs> see how, do it a couple Dude, times. See how many people tell you to straight up go fuck yourself to so, your face. Some people have definitely done that before, I feel, right? I think that's a, a cool way to do like a We Hate Movies census. You know what I mean? Go out and bother service workers, but collect the data. Like, what right. answers do you get? Right, exactly. Right. And from whom? Yeah. What? And to prove us right, they'll have to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> like, how many fuck offs do you get? How many just like, what's your order, sir? Do you get like a total shutdown? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like they totally ignore everything you mm-hmm. just ask them. Right. And then also like annoying small talk. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, like, like oh, oh, I, I didn't wish... know it was tonight. Oh, who oh, do you think's going to win? Yeah. I hope uh, Xander Berkeley gets it. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that was the first name that popped in. Is he head. in that Three Billboards movie? I haven't seen it yet. I think oh, it's going to be a race between uh, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. <laughs> Uh, uh, S- Sam uh, Rockwell for three billboards, but then also Xander Berkeley for three billboards. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. the three. Yeah, and then the all- front runners. Don't forget uh, Christopher Blummer as the CGI man. <laughs> oh, right. Oh my God. What if what that's exciting. John Paul Getty or whatever that uh, dude's yeah. name is? As we've already told everybody, Steven Seagal is the world's greatest monster. What if it gets so bad that they have to put Christopher Plummer back in all of his oh, movies? Holy <laughs> shit! They, they excise Seagal out and they put Plummer. Sounds in. like I'm, I'm rebuying a bunch of DVDs. <laughs> holy fuck! Well, that would make this so much better. Absolutely. It would be awesome too. He's got like an old man ponytail. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so then, okay. So in the plot of this movie, if you didn't know yet, mm-hmm. if you got annoyed with this podcast and just looked it up. Steven Seagal eventually goes into a coma and wakes up seven years later. So Correct. in this Christopher Plummer scenario, he would go into a coma and then be dead. <laughs> or, like a, or like a Jason and the Argonaut skeleton comes up. Well, at least how about this, though, for this one, dude? At the, so in 83, like the first 10 minutes of this movie, yeah. you leave Seagal in. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then he goes into oh, this coma and it says seven years later and it cuts to, cuts to uh, him in a bed. Yeah. Cuts to Christopher uh, Plummer. Plumber in this bed, and he's just got a huge beard and huge long hair, but he's also an 85-year-old man. Well, no, you just put a zero at the end of that seven. Now you got something. Now you got a movie. So, yeah, but he, 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 he makes a big noise. The mafia comes. Uh, uh, what you call it there? You, William Sadler's reveal. like, I thought this, do- this dock was clean. I thought this public space was clean. I love that logic. And then uh, he fights one henchman and then drives away. Classic neck break from Seagal, right as the guitar kicks in. Does he kill that guy? He fucking breaks that dude's neck, I'm pretty sure. I didn't know we were breaking necks quite so early, but you're probably I right. Thought, I thought he broke a neck in the uh, uh, the uh, alcohol store. Does he? Well, he's definitely killing people there, but in at the docks, <laughs> I thought he I, he broke yeah. that dude's neck. Maybe he just you know, choked you know him out. He, he might he might have. I mean, this is a feral animal, this character. <laughs> so he gets in a car... And he calls his partner. It has like two lines in the movie. Yeah, uh, and which is ridiculous. He just later he just later gets killed. Yeah, yeah. And he's like the only African American in the entire movie. Or actually, no, two. There's there's a, there's a lady in this movie who's fantastic. We're gonna get to. Uh, but this the partner's name is Becker. Mm. Uh, and great he's like, show. He's, great show, great Ted Danson. Can show. we not talk about Becker for twenty minutes this episode? <laughs> is it possible? <laughs> And he's like, hey, Becca, get on a secure line. I got to tell you something about the diner you hang out in. 
And he just tells this dude, he's like, look, man, uh, I got this fucking senator on tape. This dude's going down. He's like, the fucking crazy thing is what William Sadler wants the mafia to do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is engineer a plane crash for his like incumbent rival in the Senate so that Sadler's guaranteed the seat. And they even even the mafia, as he's like, ah, I thought this doc was clean. Get this. Get that guy. They're like, right away, assemblyman. Oh, hi. Really quickly. Don't call me assemblyman on the dock. <laughs> yes, like, I know exactly. I, it's an honorific. I appreciate it. Any other on on the stump on the campaign trail? If you see me in public, right. definitely. When I'm telling you to kill somebody, you can leave that off. I'm just Fred because <laughs> Fred's not even my first name. <laughs> it's just a fake name that you would call me in case anyone is listening right now. What with me being a crooked politician, so he like he calls this dude. He gives him the the deal. You have like a half second cut of. Like these other crooked cops, like listening in on the conversation. It's a real blink and you miss it. The, but that's how this whole thing starts because these like scumbag cops the hear The conspiracy in this movie mm-hmm. is so large reaching. It goes all the way to the top. But I think it's very believable, in my opinion. Of, I mean, I could see this happening. Yeah, this is de- this has definitely happened. Before. Maybe not this engineering the plane crash part. That's mm. a little bit. Why don't you cut this guy's brakes? I don't know. I think it's happened. You think so? You think Listen, the mafia could engineer a plane crash? I think they could. I think they took down John F. Jr. John oh, F. Kennedy Jr. Shit. They took out the whole Kennedy clan, right? <laughs> took, they took out. Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, they took out Buddy Holly, the big bopper. <laughs> they did. They mm-hmm. did. Did someone put a hit out on music? <laughs> <laughs> the day the music died. So uh, he goes. He, he's like, "All right, I've done my job for the night." You know. I do want to see the Oscars, but I also have a pretty lady at home. I got to treat her right. Right. So I'm going to stop off for some champagne at the scuzziest liquor store <laughs> you've ever seen. And this is where it costs the guy about like, why don't you have the Oscars on the TV? <laughs> right. And we just looked it up before we started recording, and I totally understand why he wanted to see the Oscars this year. Right. I mean, not only was Gandhi nominated, but it was hosted by four hosts. Wow, that's fucking crazy. According to Wikipedia right now, and Uh it looks like there's a YouTube clip that confirms this. I have not watched the videotape. All right. (laughs) But hosted by Liza Minnelli. Whoa. Dudley Moore. Stop right there. That's it. That's Richard Pryor. What? And Walter Matthau. I'm so excited to be here at the whatever the fuck year it is Academy Awards. I think I maybe was almost nominated for Hopscotch or something. I don't know. Oh, oh man, now this is television. See, <laughs> you should have had the Oscars on. You saw you saw the clip of Walter Matthau on Entertainment Tonight the next day? <laughs> the, the fucking uh, liquor store dude's like, why do I have to watch movies? I got all the entertainment I need right here. And he's like pointing to all his different security monitors. Mm-hmm. And he's those, like, are the, those are the movie cameras. It's weird, though, because I'm like, what is going on in this store? Because yeah, he's exactly. pointing and he's like, Maida, robbery, sex. I was like, is oh, someone, does he say that? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, is someone fucking in this <laughs> liquor store? What a gross place to fuck, by the way. It's a gross liquor store. It's enormous, and it is filled with a little bit of alcohol, but mostly Frito-Lay products. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly by the Frito-Lay products. And this this Latino gang comes in with a shotgun drawn. Like, hey, motherfucker, you remember us? There's like apparently a history here. The guy, like the bar or bartender, the liquor store attendant is like, oh, not again. Like, how many times have you been robbed by these dudes? It's old Detroit all of a sudden. <laughs> you know it what I mean? Like, is. out of yeah. nowhere, it's old Detroit. And like, Sakal just watch. Luckily, thankfully, he doesn't like insert himself immediately. No. He does wait for this guy to get murdered. <laughs> this is ridiculous, though, because like the liquor store owner is just like, ah, man. 
Where, where are the cops when you need them? And Mason Storm, top cop, yep. stands there with his lips buttoned. <laughs> I don't know. Where and could they, they be? This guy's murdered right in front of him. And it takes him, like, even after that, it takes him a few beats before he does anything. Because well, he's probably like, oh, shit. I called my wife before this and I heard who won best supporting actor. Well, if I maybe if I just let this liquor store robbery happen real quick and clean, I can get out for best actress. I think that's the thing. He's concerned that this whole to do is going to take too long. And he's like, yeah, like if I just button up, let these dudes rob the place. Uh I'll just pretend nothing happened (laughs) and I can get home for most of the ceremony. But the guy starts mouthing off about something and they shoot him right in the heart. You know what I mean? Like, that's just going to happen. Right in the heart. And Seagal does actually instruct this dude to call 911. Mm, Yeah. Like, right. He. Here's the thing with Seagal. He doesn't even see a gun yet. He sees four dudes who yeah. are not white walk into this liquor store simultaneously. <laughs> and he's like, hey, other white guy, call 911 immediately. <laughs> dial 911 now. Yeah. And when I say not dial one again. And then he proceeds to dispatch these dudes one at a time. He beats them up. But the best part is the last guy uh, who's got a knife. And like it's the thing Seagal does in every movie. It's the belligerent guy in a bar move. Yep. Where it's just like, come on, man. You want to hit me, right? You want to hit me. You want to hit me so bad. No, you want to kill me? You want to take my life? All right. You're not going to do a big, big, tough guy. The knife's too much. I'm going like, to get on my knees. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he does the same thing in uh, On Deadly Ground. Does, yes. At, at like whatever yeah. the fucking roadie bar is mm-hmm. or whatever. Come on, Mr. Big Man. With the big balls. Yes, yes, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he just fucking takes care of all of these dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's... Is he killing people here, or is he just beating everybody up? I think he's killing people. I think there was... <laughs> I think there was an... I think there was a neck snap. Uh, was this where he broke someone's arm, too? There's a classic... There's a lot of, like, there's a arm of contortion in this. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what it is. In the, in the beginning, he doesn't break the guy's neck. He breaks the guy's arm, because later in the movie, that guy reveals his weird arm... Problem and he's like, oh, oh, I remember you. Right, 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 right. Uh, so then he, he he dispatches these guys. The, the cop for some reason is like, "Wow, well, you did it again, Storm. Thanks so much. You know what? You deserve the Oscar." Is that is that what he says? It's something like that. And I was like, man, all this talk of the Oscars. Do you think this is the closest Steven Seagal has been? Forget nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. attending the Oscars. I think that's what he's trying to do, get some like, you know, get some feelers out there. Right. He's like advertising it in his movie, like <laughs> I mean, I at any point do you think Steven Seagal has attended the Academy Awards? I don't know. I would like to hope so. Not that like he deserves it, no. but like <laughs> I think maybe at the year of under siege, because that's when he was like yeah. legit. That's when he that was like a legit I movie. Mean, you're Tommy in a movie Lee with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, it's not, you know, there wasn't any buzz about that movie. But, like, you can have him there right. conceivably. Maybe he has, like, a stern presentation joke kind of a thing. <laughs> I actually just looked at my notes. And one of the awesome things he does to the last dude in the gang, remember, he flips his fucking foot all the way around. Oh, right. He super breaks that dude's ankle. And it's just like, yeah, that's why I don't want to fight you, Steven Seagal. Like, that's why I didn't want to fight you to begin with. Right. But you, like, you, 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 you conned me here. You, know <laughs> you conned I mean? me into fighting you in this liquor store store i was robbing i could tell you're a fifth degree black belt dude i know that <laughs> uh so yeah this dude says to him like looks like you on the Oscar tonight storm cut to him driving in the car and there's like saxophony smooth jazz oh, porno yeah. music playing <laughs> and you're like yeah this dude knows what's up and then he ejects a cassette tape from the deck in the car and that's the music that he's supposed to be <laughs> listening to well he's 
getting ready for it, man. I get. I mean, Jesus, dude, you're you gotta listen to fuck tunes in the car alone on your commute home. Well, maybe you know he's got that video recorder. Maybe fuck watchers. You know? <laughs> What's awesome though, so he does take that tape out and inserts another tape, and then he's just listening. To the audio that he just recorded. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'm hard as a rock with all this saxophone music. Now I'm going to put in the main event, me recording the mafia. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, this is the first podcast. <laughs> oh, of, of, of Fuck Watchers? Well, no, no. Like, Steven Seagal's character oh. records the mafia talking, <laughs> and it was such a good convo. Let's listen to it in the car while I'm commuting. <laughs> It's a podcast. I would love a mafia podcast. How about yeah? How about a podcast that's entirely just um, recordings of mafia dealings that no one knows about? I'm sure it's out there, dude. Like like no hosting, no anything. It's just straight up <laughs> oh audio recordings of of the mafia committing crimes, and no one knows who's putting the podcast out. Oh, I love fuck this idea. Yeah, right? dude, that's pretty great. But I love, I love, look, this is a podcast thriller. This could be the movie. This, yeah, well, it's it's that, and there's no context whatsoever. So no, you're just putting yeah. like live audio on the air. <laughs> yeah, every week you don't know what you're gonna get. And like the sort of thing reveals itself through the conversation. And then it'll be the only time a podcaster was ever important. Because then <laughs> the mafia you cut to the mafia and they'll be like, We gotta get this podcaster. Oh yeah, right? dude. Yeah, he's public enemy podcaster number one. Oh my god, it's Seagal. This is the new Seagal movie. It's just like yeah, I'm I'm fat now, so I do podcasting. He would pass on that project because he doesn't know what a podcast is. Instead of breaking necks, I'm breaking chairs. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. 
So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. Uh, so- uh, uh, hey, uh, Stephen, <laughs> your, your voice is a... You got to get a little closer to the mic there. I'm your producer, Edward Snowden in Russia. I can't believe we're somehow roommates all of a sudden. <laughs> Vladimir you- Putin. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just going to turn myself in. <laughs> no, Vladimir Putin said that we have to room together, Edward. Yeah, no, no asylum is worth this. <laughs> uh, so he gets home and his wife is totally asleep. This is what's weird. Like, she's clearly been sleeping. She wakes up. She's in, like, a bathrobe. Sure. And, you know, he starts putting the moves on her. She's, like, half asleep, but she's like, is that champagne? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, well, let's wake up and drink, baby. <laughs> well, the best part is he, he does go into his son's room, and he's, they do the now I lay me down. He wakes what, the kid up to pray. What a chilling thing to do. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, the anyone- kid's totally asleep, and he's like... Did you say your prayers yet? I know you're not asleep, you little liar. Has this ever happened? What? Wait, wake up to pray? Yeah. Wake uh, up to die, dude. Did you guys used to pray before bread? Bread. Well, <laughs> first of all, if you're having a nice meal, it might be nice to thank the Lord for the harvest. <laughs> but like, do people like really pray before sleeping? Growing or, up as a Catholic, did they make yes, you? I did. I, I faked the fucking funk, man. Oh, really? But did like, oh, a, sure. did like a parent come in and be like instruct it? Uh, I think there was yes, like a, a very... Wow. In my house, anyway, there was a very loose attempt, and my parents... One, my father didn't care, mm-hmm. but it was like a attempt on my mother's part that just fell it away didn't, didn't work. Yeah, so yeah. he's being a good father here right? I, he's I like mean, a god fearing man I guess. yeah sure and that's kind of like the, the closest you get to that it goes away you find out his father's a missionary later in the movie that it goes nowhere oh right yeah so he does like sort, sort of, of mention thread that thread there so he's just sort of like oh uh and the kid's like he's like why do you always pray for stuff for yourself you should pray for things for other people and he's like oh you know i want but i want stuff he's like, yeah that's what work is for and it's like shoving him a little bit. Whoa. I feel like he's not shoving him a little bit, but he's kind of shoving him a little bit. Hey, I'm reading the pages right here for this scene, and at no point am I directed to shove this kid. <laughs> What's up with that? I want to shove this little shithead. To shove him a little bit. Not even shove. You know, nudge. Like a nudge. Like a three-finger nudge. Uh, so we're saying our prayers. The kid goes back to sleep. And then for all his talk of being ex- so excited about the I know. Oscars... He decides to have sex with his wife. What's that about? I mean, I think it's over at this point, but you should have taped it. I mean, okay, now Johnny Carson is on the television at this point. Oh, right. Which is like, was it right after the Oscars they had 
Carson on. Like, it I guess they do Kimmel sometimes now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I guess, uh, I guess, because then I was like, wait, did a day go by? <laughs> well, at this point, so it's like 1130. Right. Carson is on. Right. right. So, like, generally the Oscars are over. Hope you fucking keep your fingers crossed before 1130. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, sometimes they, they do go yeah. over. But, yeah, so I guess the, the point is, like, Carson being on is telling you he missed the ceremony. But that does not stop him from popping that champagne immediately. Oh, yeah. Well, what day, so it's Sunday night, you're drinking champagne at midnight, practically? Yeah, well, dude, you know, that's living. His job is to record the mafia and release it as a podcast. So <laughs> he kind of makes his own hours, I think. Yeah, Actually, that's... do you think he was just that excited for the Academy Awards that he knew he would be up? Like, his original plan was he was going to be up late, mm. watching the Oscars, uh-huh. drinking champagne, and fucking, right, to celebrate the end of the Academy Awards. Okay. Right? So he purposely took Monday off. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm up. I got the day off anyway. Let's pop a bottle of champagne at 1130 at night. Be hungover. The kid will wake you up. You'll be just a bit bleary-eyed, <laughs> but you'll get through the day. Uh, so then things kick into high gear when all these crooked cops storm his house. Yeah, they got shotguns. Uh, they dispatch his wife pretty quickly. They he shoot. gets shot. I mean, he's like the fucking Terminator. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's insane. Like, he gets shot in the chest with a shotgun and then just starts screaming, Motherfucker! <laughs> and yes. just like yells at this dude. It, he goes into fucking beast mode. Yeah, man. He's like, he, he, he acts in this movie. He re- Oh, he acts the hell out of this role, man. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the wife is murdered in front of him. They're, like, there's this insane shot of, like, the t- like he's cradling his dead wife. Yeah. He's unconscious. What with all the shotguns? Sure. The shotgunning. Uh, <laughs> and it's just this, like, huge white bed with blood all over it. Yeah, it's, it's a your classic woman in refrigerator situation. Like, that's the only reason this woman's in this movie is to die. And then he's like, oh, man, now I got a cool motivation to do karate. Yeah, uh, not before there's definitely a sex scene. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So you get it both ways. Which, yeah. is, which is exactly what you want. <laughs> and by the way, these crooked cops throw a bunch of cocaine around the house too. Like, we'll get him good. Yeah. So it's like, not only are you going to be murdered and your family murdered but your legacy will be tarnished yeah you'll be totally disgraced on top of it all yeah. that's what you get for crossing william sadler <laughs> yeah i guess that's right uh and he also uh or the 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 dudes doing the murdering notice that the son is there they start like trying to shoot this kid with a shotgun he like falls out a window mm-hmm. and is presumed dead at this point it's kind of weird like a shotgun goes off and you see this kid actor be like ah! <laughs> yeah and like just Pushes himself off of this windowsill. It's kind of weird. And then they don't confirm that the kid is dead, and they just get in a van and like drive off. Well, because right. the cops start coming or whatever. Oh, right, so right, right. Kind of right. getting a little nervous. But yeah, I kind of agree here. And I haven't seen this movie in a while. I did watch my own DVD copy. Of nice, it, but, standard uh, deaf. Da- damn right, man. <laughs> and uh, I, I, w- I forgot what happened here, and I saw the kid like you know jump out the window, but the shotgun like happens right that second. I was right. Like, Oh, did they just not want to show a child yeah. be obliterated, but with a shotgun to the face? Yeah. And, um, but then I was like, oh, wait, maybe he made it out. Right. I guess we'll see. Maybe, maybe he didn't. Well, this would be a great, actually, if that's what the movie was, was about this kid. Uh-huh. And then, like, he has to fucking, like, you know, he has to grow up and kill these people eventually. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe they're that's both what all kids by, have to do, really. Maybe they're played, <laughs> both played by Steven Seagal. Maybe this Steven oh, Seagal dies. Oh, I like dies. this. Oh, and, dude. And then t- yes. <laughs> and then it's like the cyberpunk future with the sun. 
and walking it's around on steel grates and shit. <laughs> it's got a steel ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> and everything is blonde. Mm-hmm. Like it's all blonde yes. hair except for the ponytail. Yep. Well, you know, on account of the acid rains. <laughs> Also, at some point, while the this family's being butchered, we get uh, a quick shot to Becker's like bachelor pad, and oh, these yes. other dudes Ted like, "Hey, Dancy? Becker!" and just fucking shoot this dude dead. Well, or not Ted Danson? No, 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 no the no, partner. No. Okay, Ted Danson yeah. lives through this movie. Well, Dang. the best part of Becker is, uh, I think it's while uh, the first time Steven Seagal calls him, he is actually watching the Oscars. So the whole city's got Oscar fever. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's L.A., so maybe. But he's watching it. It's like. And best actor, Ben Kingsley, goes, my man. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like Aquaman in Justice League. Oh, that's right. He does say that in that movie. He does. Because of Ben Kingsley winning winning the Academy Award. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he's... It's not referencing Batman at all. It's literally just like, he remembered the Ben... Oh, remember when Ben Kingsley won for Gandhi? My man. (laughs) Oh, no, Aquaman was talking about Schindler's List. (laughs) He won for that, right? I almost... Yeah, I think think they swept, except... Let's just say. (laughs) Sure, why not? If not, he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no. I think Ray Fiennes won for best supporting. I think they were up against each other, and Ray Fiennes, that's the one Ray Fiennes won. What was that? The English Patient Year? No, he won for I oh for Schindler's List. I oh. think so. Um, so we're at the hospital. Uh, character actor Frederick Coffin walks in. He was Officer Koharski in Wayne's World. How yes. is this dude not related to George Kennedy? Right, or um, he also reminded me a little bit of Lee Marvin. Yes, big time. Yeah, like it's like those three dudes could be like, well, they're all dead now. Yes, <laughs> literally <laughs> everyone Famous, just mentioned. Famously, Frederick Coffin is now in a coffin. Oh man, that's. <laughs> I know. You know what? I wanted him to live forever. I it hurt me to say that, but he's dead. He's right. kind of great in this movie, he's and I want. I want a little bit more of him. Yeah. Like I, he he plays a very important role coming up, but like sure. I want a little more of that. Uh, and so at this point, Mason Storm is pronounced dead uh, in the hospital. And this fucking other like scumbag cop is there. And he's just like, yeah, well, go figure, you know, with all that coke he was doing or whatever. And Frederick Coffin fucking puts this dude up against a wall and is basically like, if you talk shit about Mason Storm again, I re- I will kill your entire bloodline. But it's just amazing. <laughs> like, you're in the hospital. One of your own is fucking been, like, I mean, I guess because I, like now he's a dirty cop or something. But, like, right. even still, like, he's hanging on a thread. His wife is dead. His kid is presumed dead. And you're like, fucking cokehead. <laughs> it's like, dude, could you not? And, like, his best friend is right in front of you. Exactly. And yeah. really, like, at the end of the day, dude, if that's, like, your beef with this guy, he's just doing coke yeah like I mean, whatever it, man you like, know it's not like yeah i'm glad he's dead fucking kid toucher yeah well i guess the idea is like he was in bed with the mob or something oh the impl- implication Maybe that he's too, crooked too much coke so this happens it's my favorite exchange ever oh sorry no no i was just gonna say that uh at this point uh frederick hoffman takes over the investigation yes because he's internal affairs oh right yeah iab dude. dead cops and cocaine everywhere so so, but he comes in, uh, the doctor comes in, he's like, uh, Mason Storm is dead. And everyone's like, oh, man. And this cop has the balls to be like, you know, um, for I know you guys were close, so for what it's worth, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. And then, and then like, <laughs> this is what, after the wall shoving. What is it? Oh, my God. Wait. Is it, Mason, you're looking up the dialogue? Yeah. It's Mason like, Storm is dead. Uh, Tired. He's in a coma. And then <laughs> somebody's like, oh, man. Uh. I, I thought that guy was unstoppable. And then this guy again has to get one last word, and he's like, 
Yeah, well, he got stopped tonight. And it's like, yes! You, you know what, dude? Could you not with the commentary at this fucking no, hospital? This My friend is dead. is probably the best character in the film. <laughs> yeah. And I wish every moment of my life had a guy in the corner saying shit like that. <laughs> and this guy, by the way, I don't know who this who this character actor is, but you want to get a fucking description on someone? This guy is a budget-rate Robert Davi. Yes. <laughs> Whoo! But, yeah, uh, wow. fucking bargain basement. That's dude. cheap. <laughs> so, all these other guys go. Frederick Coffin is like uh, just upset, so he's hanging out a little bit. Right, and he's then in this, tears. And then this other doctor is like, "Oh, did I say dead? I meant alive." Oh, hey, excuse me. Uh, are you a detective here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I ask you a quick question? Did a doctor come through here and tell you, tell you that that dude was dead? He's totally alive. I'm sorry. That guy loves playing pranks, <laughs> and the prank is always telling people that someone they're waiting for uh, has uh, Mr. Died. Coffin, uh, uh, oh, I, I have two, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. Uh, the good news is your friend is alive, and the uh, uh, bad news is if you, you see, look over there. Yeah, that's that's a hidden camera. Uh, <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so he brings him. So at this point, Coffin is like, "All right, get the fuck in this room right now." Mm. Who else knows that this guy is still alive? The the doctor says nobody. He's like, "All right, I'm going to talk to everybody in this room. This does not leave. This guy's best chance for survival is if everyone thinks that he's fucking dead." And the doctor's like, "Yeah, you got to talk to hospital administration." <laughs> I, I so he really throws do. him against the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more does. wall shoving. Everyone in the hospital is thrown up against the wall. I mean, Frederick Coffin was built like a brick. Shit house, man. It looks course. like one of the bushwhackers. He, the guy shits brick shit houses. <laughs> he kind of also looks like um, Fred Gwynn a bit. Like, yeah. yes. Like, like a tough Fred Gwynn. He's yeah. like a Frankenstein of all these tough guy actors. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like if Fred Gwynn was like a fucking defensive lineman. <laughs> Uh, so th- so that's like that's it, and then it's we cut to seven years later. We we are in 1990. This movie has so little respect for you, Andrew, the audience. It, <laughs> it cuts to because it says uh, 1990 Los Angeles. Seven years later, and it's like, yeah. dude, that is some easy math that I totally did oh, in my does brain. Does the movie start by saying it's 1983? It yeah, does. it says 1983, oh, and then it's 1990. Seven years later, you know what? Make fun of it all you want. I uh, appreciate it. A little, little hand holding here. I need, yeah. It's called the leg up. It's not a handout. It's a leg up. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, to Eric's point, I'm watching the Steven Seagal movie, man. This noodle has turned all the way to zero. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry Who about it. Who the fuck knows what I'm on? <laughs> That's a really good point. Maybe I'm being a bit of a snoot. Uh, yeah, so then it's like seven years later, cut to the fakest fucking beard you've ever seen on Steven Seagal. He, you know what he looks like in this scene? I hate to say it. He looks like the dearly departed Charles Manson. He looks <laughs> so much like me. He totally does. Rest his soul. Sometime in that seven years, he was in the coffin. Someone carved a swastika <laughs> in his head. <laughs> Just for fun. No, Frederick Coffin. He's not waking up anyway. Come on. <laughs> Frederick Man. Coffin did his like, ah, I got to disguise his identity. Charles <laughs> oh, Manson. That is the movie, dude, because guess what? They find it, they will find out he's back soon enough. But oh, oh Manson's going to rise? No, no, no. Get this. Jason Voorhees style? John. These are all great ideas. John Hinkley. Doe. Oh, John Doe. John Doe, Steven Seagal. Right. Yes. Has the big beard. And it's just like, oh, no, they're getting too close for. Oh, I'm going to put him where they can't find him. 
a California jail. And then he does the swastika on the forehead yeah. and he swaps out Charles Manson. Oh. So the mafia comes and kills Charles Manson. <laughs> oh. And then Steven Seagal lives out his life as Charles Manson. Oh, I love it. That the movie's called I'm Not Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get you get like one of these arty directors. It'd be like I'm not there. Yeah. Oh, Todd Haynes. Yes. If you're listening, I'm not Manson. <laughs> Actually, I was gonna say 2017 so far it's been a twofer for a year of uh, I'm glad people are dead. Oh, sure. Dude, it's the fucking two-hander of Manson and fucking Roger Ailes. Oh, that's That's nice. so awesome that both of them are dead. Yeah, that's like the... <laughs> Two scoops out of the uh, raisin brand, right? Yeah, there. it's 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 been a tough year for everything except for that. Yeah, that's the the one shining beacon in 2017 is that Roger Ailes and Charles Manson are dead. Uh, uh, by the way, the plot yeah. of this movie, oh sure, is no, I'm not going to talk about it in detail, <laughs> but it's like Kill Bill, actually. It is right? totally it is. is. It is Kill Bill. This is Kill Bill. It is, and it's great. God, man, Tarantino, dude. First, he's fucking ripping off City on Fire for Reservoir Dogs. Uh-huh. Now. Now he's definitely ripping off fucking hard to kill. But it's even, it goes even further than that because Kelly LeBrock is his nurse. And they were married in real life at this point. Kelly LeBrock, of course, from like Weird Science, a mm. couple other movies here and there. What the fuck were the circumstances in where she had to marry Steven? She like, married three of his kids. They were yep. like six, seven years. It was That's like a, wild. Wasn't a real deal thing. Yes. What they a horrible three life. Kids together, and then she cited irreconcilable dis- differences. He wouldn't it, cut the ponytail. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you no, that this. means probably like heinous crimes backs. You know that you don't see. No, that the, the S- sexual crimes. It was just because he was Steven Seagal. Like yes. she just realized that he was. She woke a- up one day and was like, "Oh, oh, I'm married to Steven Seagal." Oh, that. Oh, Steven Seagal. That's why there's people tied up in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he did. Um. So, but she, uh, but she. Speaking of Kill Bill, yeah. She must have a fucking car outside that's his dick wagon on it. Because she is going up to this dude and she's like, Hello, Mr. John Doe, you're so sexy and your dick is so good looking. Yeah, and she's looking shit. at it's, his dick. It's wait, really she's weird. asking him if he would like pussy and yes. it has to be a cat. Yep, that's she fucking leans down to this dude and it's John Doe is what she knows him as. Mm. And she whispers in his ear. Yeah. This is Kelly LeBrock whispering in this man's ear, want a little pussy, JD? Yeah. And I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> And then, like, this adorable kitten comes out of nowhere, and she places it on his bearded head. And it's there for two seconds, and, like, as this is happening, like, we can tell he's kind of waking up, like, he's flashing of his family, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my dead, my dead the, wife. The, the boner gets big, and it, like, yes. puts the blood back into the heart, and the machine starts churning. But the thing is, I think what it is, you got yourself a magic cat here. Because oh. like, because she removes the cat and he wakes up immediately. Wow. I'm taking that cat to the cancer ward. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? This cat is going around the hospital. No, I'm taking that cat to a pharmaceutical company because <laughs> this shit ain't free. I imagine it's a thing where like, here's here's this right. He's been in this coma for seven years. What if? While he was being blasted with shotguns by all those dudes back in 83, at the same time, a Japanese ghost sat on his head. Oh, right. And he was in this coma. Like that movie with Joshua Jackson that I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember. But he's got like. Joshua Jackson got sat on by a ghost. He's got like a ghost on his back at the end of the movie. And he's got like poor posture and whatnot. But anyway, so this is what's happening to Steven Seagal. And then she puts this, this cat on his shoulder, and that ghost gets scared off. Oh, okay. Right, you know, and that's I why he rises when these ghosts sit down, and then they can sit. Da- Time's not the same for them. They no. can sit down on you for years, wasting your whole life. 
Yeah, sleep paralysis. That's just minor. That's like a ghost tripping over your body. Also, imagine what, if it sat down. Imagine. What also you notice from this like above the bed shot of Seagal in this coma, yeah. this fucking wig that he's got on oh, right, for the long like Robinson Crusoe hair, but also holy shit. He is bald as fuck. And you oh, can yeah, see yeah. this piece for like the long hair, it looks awful. Yeah. You can see right through it. Oh, you know what's going on. It looks it looks like he's just wearing a like a kind of more thick hairnet. <laughs> you know what looks worse than that is his hair today. Yeah. What oh, the hell is that? He's thing? disgusting. <laughs> I think he, he just takes like acrylic paint and paints yeah. his head black. All right, Steven, I will hack the net and I will get you more hair. <laughs> We'll get you more hair on the dark web, Stephen. <laughs> I'm just picturing Stephen Seagal like with his hand reached out in front of like a floppy drive. Where's the hair? <laughs> the hair, make the hair come out. It's the Silk Road, Stephen. It's gonna take a few days. Listen, someone call Laura Poitras because I'm definitely going to commit suicide. <laughs> uh so she looks Kelly LeBrock, that is, looks through his file, and there's a phone number to call so-and-so if there's any development or yep. whatever, call uh, Frederick Coffin himself. I would call The Tonight Show, because yeah, who's the next guest? That cat. Yeah. Coma Cat. Oh, America right. would love Coma Cat. You call the, wor- the Weekly World News. Jack Hanna would put that thing down, though. Oh, yeah. He would fucking fit. He'd put a hit out on that cat. Jack Hanna knows a demon animal when he sees a dude. Well, that dude fucking wants that Tonight Show money. He's going to be on that show forever. Well, uh, tonight on the program, we got uh, Sally Field. Of course, everybody loves her. And uh, 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 Coma Cat. Be a- <laughs> yeah! Oh, <laughs> coma! <laughs> I I would love it if coma cat was a thing. It would be pretty great. <laughs> so no weird sh- wild stuff. <laughs> that is weird wild. It stuff. is weird wild. Stuff. Finally, something that's a legitimate weird and wild thing. <laughs> and uh, T K Carter will be doing stand up for us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the unknown comic is going to be doing this. <laughs> you got any uh, uh, coma cat jokes? <laughs> we are all in on coma cat here. <laughs> it would be like an 80s fat. Everyone's got their like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking, it would be like uh, instead of, what was that uh, song? Chameleon or whatever? Comma Chameleon, yeah. Comma, com, coma cat. Coma, 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 there coma, coma cat. Oh, that'd be funny. You wake great. me up. You wake <laughs> me up. It's, it would sweep the nation. It would. It really would. I was asleep till you sat right down on me. Right down on me. You coma cat. Yeah, man. Uh, Ed, it's your last night. Uh, sitting on the couch for the rest of my run of the Tonight Show will be coma cat. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm telling you, coma cat. You'd, you'd, but no, she calls... Uh, who's supposed to be a Frederick Coffin, but it goes to uh, Hank Schrader's desk, unfortunately. Yeah, right. dude, a rookie Hank Schrader working for the LAPD, <laughs> Dean, Norris, Dean Norris, with sort of a head of hair. He's got more hair than Seagal technically has, <laughs> and Norris ain't cheating anybody. That's just what was left. Yeah, he's uh, still under the dome a little bit. <laughs> you hear about this? Under the dome. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, that's been canceled for a few years. <laughs> yeah, it has. 
Um, no, so she calls him. Dean Norris is obviously crooked. Sure, because uh, he, he, you know, he's practically a stuntman at this point in his career, uh, <laughs> and he like he he dispatches this guy uh, who's like this assassin, right. Who comes in. Meanwhile, on the television at the fucking hospital. Oh, this right. is such a side thing. Oh my god, it looks like, awesome. George George Bush is becoming such a great president. My god, he kissed a pig today, and we all love him here at the hospital channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what's on the TV. He kisses George Bush. George H.W. Bush kisses a pig. I think this 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 is like more closed circuit than hospital TV, dude. I think this is coma TV. Oh. And they just have a running reel of like current shit so that when you wake up, because Seagal's watching the TV and he's like, wait a minute. When I when I was going home to watch the Oscars, I know for a fact that Ronald Reagan was president. Yeah. You know? And it's just like Maybe there's a bunch of other shit like they play like the most recent World Series, get the Super Bowl in there, get the Academy Awards from that year, like well, the whole thing. Well, Bar, the uh, pollsters gave me the numbers for ninety. this whole 92 election. It's not looking good. I think I got to maybe get rid of quail, get some coma caddies. <laughs> Bush slash coma wow, cat. This is a, he w- George Bush brought together a uh, constitutional crisis on our hands. <laughs> Never had a cat vice president. <laughs> he would have totally kicked Clinton's ass. Yeah. Oh man, we're losing to that coma cat. I can't believe it. Don't does everybody have a singing dog or nothing? I, by the way, this meteoric rise for Coma Cat. Oh, yes. First just a hospital attendant, <laughs> then co-hosting a massive late-night television Absolutely. show, and then vice president of the United States. Absolutely. Wow. It's future emperor <laughs> Oh, but then it turns out, like, Coma Cat, like, some of his ideas change a little bit, and there's, like, uh, death camps and shit. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We'd regret Coma Cat's rise then. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm receiving here tonight. The feline in chief has ordered a <laughs> nuclear strike on the USSR. You know, I think we might have taken this, this the fact that this cat sat on a guy's head and had a coma and he woke up a little too far. So would it be like, okay, so we know, we all know that cats age faster than humans, right? Sure. It's sort of like dog years. Right? Yeah, yeah, cat yeah, sure. Years. Would that mean his term in office would be shorter? Oh, it's uh, like four and a half months. Yeah, maybe. But he could do so much destruction in that time, I think. That's actually pretty mm-hmm. true. <laughs> um, no, so he, um, this assassin comes, and now we have, like, uh, they give uh, Steven Seagal immediate physical therapy. This guy's like, all right, you just woke up. Let's get some physical therapy going. This is so awesome, because there's a part, like, this. Guy, he's like, you just got to get, get me out of here. Yeah. Like, someone's coming to kill me. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. First, your massage. Yeah. And it cuts to, like, Steven Seagal getting the massage from this dude. And he's like, really? I'm, I'm fine. Uh, thanks for the massage. But I really have to get out of here. This dude's, like, pounding away at him. <laughs> It's so awesome. So this assassin comes in, and you know he's trying to find Steven Seagal. He's pretending to be a doctor. Bad move, hospital security. Yes. Uh, he's got like a bolo tie. It's like no way is a doctor wearing a bolo tie. Yeah, at least not in California. Certainly not. 
Uh, and so this dude like goes up to the coma floor and everything, and he's looking for John Doe. He's not in the bed. He runs afoul of this security officer yep. who had sort of suspected something on the ground level but didn't say anything at the time. It's like a key card thing or something that doesn't work out for him. Right. Uh, and so, well, he quickly butchers this man. He butchers him, and then he winds up butchering the uh, the physical therapist. Yeah, the masseuse. <laughs> And uh, Kelly LeBrock kind of sees this because, like, Seagal's first. He's like, you got to get me out of here. Don't, don't call anybody. You got to get me out of here. She's like, oh, you're crazy. But now she realizes immediately that she was wrong. And as always, Steven Seagal was right. Right. And she's sure. like, oh, no. Like, it's the best line. It's like, oh, Larry, Phil, what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Uh, and All the while, Steven Seagal is pushing himself down the hallway in the rolling bed with a broom. Yeah, this is Kill Bill, man. Move yep. your left toe. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's You're, exactly right. That's exactly what it's it is. fucking great. You're going to move your left toe. <laughs> <laughs> no, your other left toe. <laughs> Boy, you're stupid. <laughs> Who am I talking to? Now let me remember the circumstances about how I got here. <laughs> What I love about every time he has a flashback, it's just so cheap. It's like footage from previous scenes, yeah. including footage of Steven Seagal. Yeah. So his memories yeah, are some like out of body memory. Yeah, it's not a first person shooter. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like that. Th- well, what do they call that in video game? Video games, like a third, uh, third, third person, person third something. Person. Uh, yeah, there's like a term to it. Like a, yeah, a uh, side scroller. It's, side scroller. It's, like, it's, it's an adventure game for sure. Yeah. Um, he Kelly Brock busts him out and. I guess it's a conversation where he's like, you can't take me home because they're going to kill you and everyone you know. So he's like, take me somewhere you'll never know. She's like, well, I do know this doctor friend who is away for six months, and he has this amazing fucking house that I'm going to totally take advantage of. This is a ranch. And she's like, yeah, I guess I quit my job, and I'm just going to live at this guy's house now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. She's committed to this guy, though. Also, I feel like Steven Zagal's She's been probably... looking at his dick for seven years. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's that's... creepy, man. This is yeah. That is against the rules. Looking at dicks? Definitely. Dude, uh, listen, if you're in a coma... Or in any way incapacitated in a hospital or a medical facility. Sure, there are zero rules. They are doing everything <laughs> you could imagine to you. I'm serious. QT why... just up the ante, man. I mean, that's they could have had this in this movie. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It'd be great if her car just said Dick Wagon on it. Like she's like they <laughs> they go to his car, her car. Well, it's a Dick convertible. She's got a pretty cool convertible <laughs> yes. in this movie. Uh, so Ooh, it's uh, it's it's circumcised. <laughs> Um, so he is like kind of just staying here and there's a, it's just like a lot of this movie is him healing up and training Dude, he at gives, this house. He gives her this like laundry list of like Chinese herbs that I need <laughs> yep. to get better. Oh, and, and by the way, I also need a karate outfit <laughs> and uh, a really cool leather jacket. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm not going to be... I know you have no money, and I don't have money, so <laughs> deal with it. We still got $5 bills in 1990 or what? <laughs> oh, my God, it's got Coma Cat on it. Dude, that's what you do to this guy is you warp his fucking mind. You'd be like, no, there is no there's no currency anymore. Oh, right. right? Yeah, like, it's, really fuck him over. bartering system. <laughs> you just got to trade shit with people. Yeah, like fur pelts. He, this is when he, te- he, he tells her like that his dad was uh, a missionary in the Orient. Right, he says, come. I was raised in the Orient. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. She's like, "Hey, how'd you learn Chinese?" <laughs> well, I fought in the Opium Wars. <laughs> 
but it's it, yeah that whole that expression is antiquated absolutely now. it's yeah, it's um, a bit bit much it's a bit it's a bit weird and then he starts doing acupuncture on himself yeah dude this guy is great mm-hmm. like he can he can retrain himself he can heal himself mm-hmm. Uh, he's putting like, needles on his back and lighting them on fire somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some sort of like thing that's stuck yeah. on the pin. I think that... the cat's helping him there. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could he be doing that? It's so perfectly placed. I don't know. Like, maybe there's a deleted scene where Kelly LeBrock's like, "What? Like this? Yeah. No. Like, we just if you just kind of twist it a little, you got to get that angle, and you just gently tap <laughs> it a little bit. That's what you do, man. You you get all naked and oiled up. You uh-huh. get her naked and oiled up. Sure. You just you're just pricking each other all night. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like this is a training montage. He's like running and he's It's like two thirds of the movie. He's punching a board a lot. He's punching a board a lot. He's getting angry. Pie Mae's training him. I think like and it's intercut with her like this is where she, research kind of things. So she finds out that there's like a so and so um you know, like the, the last known whereabouts. Basically, like he has, he's trying to task her with finding Frederick Coffin's character. Sure. Which, what's this dude's name? O'Malley. O'Malley, yes. right? Uh, so she goes to like this retirement facility for some reason and she's trying to find O'Malley. And this old woman who like runs the place. Uh, she's in a wheelchair. They kind of like have a little tea party, and she's like, "I'm looking for this guy O'Malley and whatnot." And she's like, "Well, no, no one here by that name for sure." Yeah, you know, leave your number, or whatever. And this is a weird, like Kelly LeBrock's like, "I don't know about leaving a phone number." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh fuck, is this old woman crooked? Like, how yeah. far does this go?" I thought it was gonna be a crooked old woman. <laughs> I thought so too. I thought that's what we're talking about. I here. thought Kelly LeBrock was gonna have to kill her. <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool. But so she goes to write the phone number down, and she notices there's, like, a police officer badge. Like oh, in, that's what, right. It's like, like a retirement what, thing. Yeah, but, like, how is that a tip-off? Yeah. I, I, I've seen two cops that are not crooked and, like, 70 that are. <laughs> yeah, especially in this movie. Everyone's yeah. crooked. Yeah. And what's awesome, though, is so she has this little meeting... And then it immediately goes back into a second training montage. It does. We cut to also William Sadler, who's running. He is senator. They, they, they kind of talk like like he's doing a lot of senatorial stuff. Right. And In front of a billboard for Do the Right Thing. Yes. Oh, right. Pretty great. And there's a like gang stuff that he's doing that goes to nothing. And mm-hmm. basically, all, he goes, <laughs> he does a speech about get, getting tough on gangs. And then he has like these five corrupt cops that are his security team. He's just like, we got to kill that son of a bitch. And it's like, you're like four seconds away from like all the reporters in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, can we take this indoors, please? This was your problem to begin with. And I don't know if it's right here in the movie, but it's close enough. You see like his hideout slash campaign headquarters slash mansion or whatever yeah, it sure. is. And all of these scumbag corrupt cops are sitting around a table, all wearing like elect whatever the fuck. Uh, I think it's Trent. Yes, Trent. Yeah. Uh, like you know, a reelect Trent or whatever it is on these buttons, and they're just like the biggest, scuzziest looking dudes. Like you take a look at this team, and it's like that's not a campaign. Like <laughs> yeah. those are clearly criminals. Exactly. The oh, political criminals it? cover up a little better. <laughs> oh, wow. It's not so obvious looking. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, Stagall is like watching Geraldo at this point. Oh, right. Because like, we got to have the, it's like all the famous stuff that's happened. Yes. Great. And there's there, some... But there's a commercial for Trent's campaign. Oh, right. And his his thing is like, 
You could take that to the bank. I say it in crime, and it's also my catchphrase in my political (laughs) career. Uh, And so at some point around here, uh, Kelly LeBrock, like, comes home and just makes a move on him. Yes. Like, she's had enough, dude. She's been sponge-bathing this dude for seven years. She's been talking to old people. (laughs) Well, she's definitely had sex with him while he's been asleep, so she might as well see what the real... If there's any difference... You know, <laughs> cue the saxophone hardcore mm-hmm. here, and you know their husband and wife. So it's a little bit, it's a sleazier sex scene than you're. You, he's getting get grabby. Naked, he gets super grabby. <sighs> he's just grabbing like both ass cheeks in his paws. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it feels like to be in a coma yet. <laughs> but I mean, your yet. your family was basically just murdered yes to you right mm-hmm. yeah exactly and they you're don't instantly do the thing. going to, to to uh bone town he has no qualms about this and they do not do a thing <laughs> where he's like you know i heard every word you said like they don't do that yeah. so like right as far as we know this it's character just a woman it's just a woman he saw and he's deciding to screw her right and it's kind of crazy because there's no there's no like I don't know, you know, technically it still feels like I'm married. Oh, it feels like she was like just this. murdered an yes, hour exactly. ago. Dude, exactly. no, Felicia Storm is, is like never existed. No, yep. dude, erased from existence. And his son is dead. Like, I mean, you're in like serious grief for a long time. No. Well, maybe it's just some grief fucking. Yeah, you know, there's who that. Knows? That does happen. I guess so. Uh, uh, at some point yeah. he finds Frederick Coffin, uh, and then Frederick Coffin explains to him, like, don't worry, man. Not only did I go through incredible lengths to uh, to um, stage the funeral, stage the which, funeral. By the way, that's a movie I want. Just going the ins and outs <laughs> of stage, staging a funeral. Oh, sure. It's it's that. And then he's like, I also saved your son. Oh, by the way, my mother, because of this corrupt conspiracy, was run off the road. And that's why I had to retire. Right. Like they did just enough <laughs> not to kill this woman. But the 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 return of Frederick Coffin to this movie is awesome because oh, really? he finds Steven Seagal. Uh-huh. But the sequence of events is as follows. They have sexual intercourse mm-hmm. earlier in the day. Yep. Then, like, Kelly LeBrock gets up to do something, and Steven's gone. Then you see him. He looks at his wedding ring, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then that night, Kelly LeBrock is asleep. Steven Seagal wakes up in the middle of the night and drives to the cemetery. Oh, And okay. he goes to their gravesides, and I'm pretty sure he sleeps in the cemetery. Because the next scene is Coffin at the house looking for him, and Steven Seagal pulls up in a Jeep. Right. So I think he's coming this, from sleeping at the cemetery. This, it reminded me rewatching this of MacGruber when he's fucking his dead wife's ghost <laughs> in the cemetery. Yes. Maybe he did that. Maybe that's, I think that's so. a scene. Yeah. Oh, deleted scene where he fucks a ghost? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, um, so, ghosts have babies. But here's the thing. <laughs> Frederick yes. Coffin. Yes, five-year-old Eric. Ghosts can have babies. <laughs> like if a human ejaculates into ectoplasm. Nothing happens. It hits the floor. Okay. <laughs> I want, you know, yeah, I don't know. Okay, for, I'll accept it for now. Okay, that's what we, until it's proven otherwise. Um, but Coffin is like, I did all this stuff, and all students of all could do is like, yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this is, I mean, but, but that's the, I, I don't, like, Andrew, if, if this ever happens to me, if I'm ever, like, in a drunk gang and all this stuff and I have a son, if, if all this stuff happens and, like, 
just let me die. Like, I don't want to owe you that much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you would have complete carte blanche over the rest of my life. Because like, anytime you're moving, anytime, like, you know, maybe you're a little short on rent. You're just like, yeah, hey, Steve, can you can you help me out? Uh, a couple bucks? I'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, you're right. I only did. Um... Let me mark this down now. <laughs> Steven Sadak, do not resuscitate. Yes, exactly. That's, this counts to do not resuscitate order. I don't know, Steve. Uh, putting together two <laughs> fake funerals is uh, pretty time consuming. Sounds like you owe me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did I tell you about the time my mother got run off the road? I would use it for petty shit. Oh, absolutely, too. too. Boy, I am starving, Steve. <laughs> no, 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 no. I ate out last night. I'd prefer a home cooked meal. <laughs> How you enjoying that son, Steve? <laughs> He's alive, right? Like he wasn't killed by the Yeah, yeah. So you'll be over by seven then? All right. Thanks so much. This this leads to the absolute best line in the movie where Steven Seagal puts it together with the and you can take that to the bank. Yeah, oh my god, yes. He puts it together and he goes, I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent, to the blood bank. Fucking Mwah. It's amazing. Oh God! But yeah. it's also kind of a dental plan moment because, like, um, uh, he's like, I gotta go listen to that tape. He's yeah, like, yeah, you do want to listen to that tape, uh, Storm, because you want to listen to for for phrases that repeat and for anything <laughs> that might give you some uh, knowledge. So it's like it's like Steven Seagal thinking, and it's like, take that to the bank, phrases that repeat. Take that to the bank, <laughs> phrases that repeat. Lisa needs phrases exactly, <laughs> but. I would actually argue against this Frederick Coffin, uh, Detective O'Malley. Do not listen to the tape, Stephen Seagal. Never, li- you mustn't listen to the tape. It's all just these bears being killed by the mafia. Oh. The, the inhuman eyes of the mafia, the, the animalistic eyes, it's the eyes of evil. And then he doesn't have a fucking chance to think about anything after the blood bank because these dudes raid the house. Well, the interesting thing about the blood bank line... Well, actually, we'll get to that at the end. We'll, we'll put a pin in the blood bank line. Sure. Uh, so these dudes fucking... Uh, there's an assault on this house. On this other guy's house who's yeah. just like, Hey, Kelly LeBrock, could you A, water my plants, and B, do me a huge Dude. favor? Take care of my white horse. I have this yes. white horse. Yep. I have this needless white horse <laughs> that I have to go to China for six months. I need someone to feed it. I need somebody to groom it. That's like the number one job. <laughs> that you then see run away after you this. After, it, we, we, yeah. For some reason, there's like a 10-second shot of a horse we've never seen running away. But, but it, I want the... See, the end of the credits, the stinger scene. Coma horse? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great idea, though. That's probably better than my idea. Hey, wake up, motherfucker! <laughs> oh shit, he's like a rapper now because because that's hip. Yeah, that's hip hop. Um, and then no, no, the dude comes back to his house, puts down his bags, and like the house falls apart. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the money pit. Yeah, that's just at the that's at the end of the credits. Oh, you know, it, it's 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 Jeffrey Jones. He he pulls out of the driveway <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I can't. It's so, so great to be coming home from China." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like walking to the door and he puts the key in and the whole house falls over. It's like over. Buster Keaton, the <laughs> fucking front of the house falls over. Yes. Because, yes. And also, Steven Seagal, this ungrateful fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're an A plus martial artist at Aikido and all sorts of things. 
you don't have to push people into the like into armoires. Yes, into you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Fuck this built-in. <laughs> yes, this built-in shelf. Like my God, there's so not- many faces that this guy has that are priceless that are ruined. <laughs> but not to mention all of the machine gunning. That yeah, is that's a on. problem. Like yeah, sure, Steven Seagal's throwing people into yeah. a couple of walls, but. What with the machine gunning? Mm, yeah. They got machine guns. I got Ming vases. Hucking <laughs> <laughs> vases. At some point around here, uh, Dean Norris is laid to waste. Oh, yes, he is. He gets fu- he eats a little shit here. You know why? Because he's not really the number two of this gang. The number two of this gang is actually the number two from the television show Renegade. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, uh, okay, now explain that to anyone born after 1975. I'm not going to bother. No, uh, it's a Lorenzo <laughs> Lamas show. No, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, he I was, know that, I think, but I but think Renegade younger... was also a dude where like his family was murdered or something, wasn't it? He was a he was a dude with like a sexy leather vest and a beautiful chest and he used to Great ride motorcycle. an iron horse. Yes, a motorcycle. <laughs> For you know, we got to tell this to the young listeners so that they understand there was like some really sexy desert show. Uh, his name is Branscom uh Rin- Rickman. Yeah, he's Richmond. kind of like a big Native American actor. The character was um like Bobby Six Killer or something yeah. on Renegade. Yeah, Bobby Six Killer, yeah. He was like, I mean, he was like the number two. It was like Lorenzo Lamas, Bobby Six Killer, and then there was some like lady. Yeah. That was like the trio on Renegade. And I never really watched Renegade. What was his deal? Was he like a substitute teacher? No, he <laughs> rode from town to town, man, like fucking people up. It's and, like you know, stopping crime. I think he was like a, a secret servant, an agent that got burned and he has to be on the lam, but he's also trying to right wrongs and he's got a team. Yeah. He might be a bounty hunter now. So, uh, every episode was him like on his motorcycle coming somewhere. I will say it's on Hulu. If you're hungover one day, you put on an episode of Renegade, an hour will have passed. And you're like, <laughs> you know what? That was all right. Yeah, it's one less hour. Uh, <laughs> or it's one hour closer to not being hungover anymore. Um, so, yeah, all this stuff happens. They escape. And now it's a bunch of cat and mouse. Uh, Basically, um, uh, Frederick Coffin tells him that, by the way, your son's alive. And he's like, right. oh, my God, that's so... Man, I really owe you big, dude. I mean, like, I'm trying to use words right now, but, like, there is no way to quantify this debt. He has a line where you know he's full of shit because he says to him, he's like, I don't even know how to thank you, man. But what it is is that's all he's going to do. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, well, I told him I don't know how to thank him, and that's (laughs) fucking it. I don't know how. Also, I don't give a shit because I'm the world's biggest asshole. I'm too stupid to show gratitude. (laughs) I didn't remember. It had been a while since I watched this movie, but I feel like the last time we watched it, like we actually maybe watched it in a group, and it was like the early days of this show. Like, yeah. oh, this will make a great episode someday. Sure. Cut to fucking seven years later, mm-hmm. we finally get around to it. But I didn't remember how much Kelly LeBrock is constantly just hanging out with him. Yeah, it's pretty much the whole movie. This like husband and wife action duo. But she doesn't do it. Like she needs to have. Oh, like, not a fucking thing. She's no, there. Does I mean, nothing. She's kind of the wheelman sometimes. Kind of the wheelman. So I mean, like once he gets his legs back for, through all of his training and right. self acupuncture, she's just kind of like window dressing. Uh, but so Fred, Frederick Coffin is like, I will. They make the, they hatch the scheme. Is like you know. Oh, that's right. There's there's a a, a TV guy that they want to get a tape to. They want to get the the tape to to right. Uh, put the senator away, which, by the way, is all they need to do. Later in the movie, other things happen. Like, no, 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 just get that tape done. <laughs> but um, so uh, Frederick Hoffman has the tape. He also has his son. It's like, I'll meet you at this train station, but oops, 
uh, all the bad guys go there and they kill Frederick Coffin. And for, we, well, we get introduced is... to his like teenage son or early teenage son. Yeah, this happens at the same time. There's some weird like hotel meetup. Uh, yeah, and Steven Seagal has to go to this hotel with Kelly LeBrock, and they're gonna like they're trying to track down the dudes. I guess sure. For, like, one final showdown or something. Did you notice the weird entertainment that's going on with this hotel? It's some like big deal hotel. Front of the hotel, like outside, full on mariachi band performing. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go inside this hotel in this massive lobby. It's like this five star hotel, right? Calypso band. Mariachi outside, <laughs> Calypso inside. A lot of mixed messages with this hotel. Interesting. Maybe it's two different hotels, you know. It's <laughs> right you know? next door to each other. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, he gets into a fight at this hotel. He kicks some guy through a glass window. With two. His... Same guy, two glass windows. It is beautiful. And everyone is, like, throwing up that's watching it because it's so brutally violent. I love it. I fucking love it. Trust me, I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah, let me just kill someone in front of 100 witnesses. <laughs> Yeah, like that actually, there should be a thing like, uh, this dude's back from the dead, he's killing people, oh, get this man. get this guy's face on the news, he just ransacked There's this hotel. There's the thing. His name is in, in the news because the cop, like Trent uses it against him, he's like, oh, this dirty cop woke up from a coma, he's killing all these other cops. I right? heard he sleeps in the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> he's back from the dead. Totally, dude. We, we just got news, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's a dark day here, uh. Mason Storm has killed Coma Cat. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> no! No! A nation mourns hero. I only did it because I wanted the power of coma. <laughs> I wanted to put people in comas. Um, so then there's a weird, like, he... They chase him out of this hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, uh, I keep wanting to call him McMurphy. What is this? O'Malley. Dude? O'Malley. Uh, yeah, he's shot dead in the parking lot of this train station. They get there a little too late, but yeah. Seagal meets up with the son, and they're immediately chased into Chinatown. Well, the, well, the thing is, like, when he gets shot, like, I think Seagal just sees like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, fucking debt cleared, baby. <laughs> no, that that guy wanted me to help him move. <laughs> that was oh, gonna take all damn. Day. Do you think it's a thing where like O'Malley was kind of alive and he's like, "Oh, you gotta help me, Storm, help me." And he's like, "Nah, this way I'm debt free." <laughs> Thanks for the free pass and you know raising my boy. Not only that, when someone comes out of a coma, someone has to go into the ground. Oh, you know, I right. like oh, it's fuck. Yes, it's like the, the Faustian bargain mm-hmm. you do when you when you come out of a coma. You have to like help someone die. It's fucked up though because O'Malley, who has essentially raised this child is like getting shot to death in this parking lot. And what's the son's name here? Uh, it's Sunny. It's, it's yes, Sunny. It's, yeah. It is Sunny. And it's fucking great because like Sunny Jim. He, <laughs> <laughs> Coffee. Uh, he gets fucking shot. It's another like this dude is shot in the ch- chest three times, uh-huh. and he gets back up. And there's just we're in the parking lot of this hotel. There's a tire iron on yeah. the ground. <laughs> Amazing. And O'Malley picks up. And he's like, I love you, Sonny. And he <laughs> yeah. charges at this dude and gets shot again. And yet he still hits him in the face. It's yeah. fucking oh, great. God, it's so awesome. I, and you know, like that's why I kind of was hoping like at the end of the movie, O'Malley's on a stretcher and I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> you could have easily done that, right? Mm. Like give it a thumbs up. He doesn't even need a close up. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, what, did you get O'Malley? Oh yeah, did you scrape him off the ground? <laughs> no, 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 he's gonna be fine. And he's giving the thumbs up, and then the girl's like, "Oh fuck!" 
I gotta go to his Oscar party now. I'll, I'll ride in the back of the ambulance. Oh, I'll just take this pillow. <laughs> Um, so the sort of the, uh, he, he has this big fight through Chinatown with Quintero, with Quintero, who is uh, the guy from uh, renegade for <laughs> right. your dad out there. Um, <laughs> and it's a fun fight. I mean, like this is pretty the, good because he's a stunt man versus stunt man. And like, yeah. this is kind of the big last fight of the movie. It's pretty awesome. It's also another great, like <laughs> you see all these, like the tired faces of the Chinatown residents, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. oh, yeah, just get this fucking street fight out of the way. <laughs> no, nobody is doing anything. But he is throwing Quintero through this guy's fucking, like, uh, on-the-street peeking duck business. Like, yes. you're ruining my livelihood. Like, yep. you, you do not All have right. to body slam he... him into my fucking store. <laughs> not only the store, the chef himself <laughs> yes. is inadvertently harmed. And or maybe, like, maybe advertently harmed. Advertently harmed. Maybe then, Absolutely. like, grease has fallen on this guy. Like, who even knows? Exactly. You're ruining my life, Seagal. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, so he kills this guy. Chokes him. It, this is a choke to death. In front of a hundred people. Yes. Yep. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. And then he, like, gives his son a high five. <laughs> he's like, oh, cool. I love murder, Dad. It's awesome. I like, I like the Frederick Coffin, who is not murder, Dad, a little <laughs> bit more. He steals this uh, Chinese guy's truck, and it's fucking hilarious because this actor... Uh, is speaking, you know, some form of Chinese, uh-huh. is staring. Do you see this? He's staring directly at the camera. Like, Steven Seagal pulls him out of the truck. Steven Seagal gets in the truck and closes the door, and this guy's yelling at him, but he's not looking at Seagal in the driver's seat. He's staring straight at this camera <laughs> that's shooting him because head Because this was an ad lib. Yeah. He just randomly <laughs> carjacked. Because we're playing, by the way, we're playing Grand Theft Auto. Now. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Steven Seagal's got five stars on him at this point, man. The fucking army's coming. <laughs> well, there's at one point, like, I think... After the compound raid, he has, he steals a, van, a jeep from the guys, and then he goes up to like three gang Latino gang members, presumably who are in a hot car, and is like, "Hey guys, you want to trade cars?" And they're like, "Yes, yeah, Steven Seagal sounds cool." It's Why? awesome because the one dude is like, "Is it hot?" And Steven Seagal responds, "It's smoking." <laughs> I could have done the math. And they do like little like <laughs> oh, God. down low, low like high five situation. Yep. And it's just like, wait a second. Their car is not is like at least roadworthy that yeah. he takes from them. This car is riddled with bullets and there's it's missing a windshield. To which these dudes are excited though. Did you hear them? Yeah. They're like, like, oh my god, this car's got like a hundred bullet holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so yeah. great. So they I presume they'll get arrested and go to jail forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Um so he goes finally to Trent's mansion. Uh and Where, again sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we're reintroduced to Trent. He's not in this movie a lot. Yes. But it's in this scene. He's in a hot tub with a babe. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, some dude comes up, and he's like, "Uh, sorry to bother you right now, but Mason Storm's on his way here or something like that. And he's like, all right, just give us some privacy. Get out of here. And the guy leaves, and he's like, sorry, baby. Looks like we're not going to the ballet tonight. (laughs) This woman's, like, totally offended. Props to this movie, though. This woman gets out of this hot tub. She has a bikini bottom on, and when she exits the tub and turns around, she, you don't see her chest. I was going to say, there's no nudity in this movie. Very surprising. No, shockingly. Because it's horrendously violent. So yes. at this point, you're like, well, why not? You're, you're hard art. We're point. already here. Um, but like the thing is, like, all Seagal has to do is put this tape to the media, and yep. it's over with. Like His family is safe. 
Um, like he gets reinstated in the police, he's vindicated, et cetera, et cetera. And his enemies are ruined. Like, you know, right. Trent will go to jail. But well, the, he dude, doesn't. Is, it's good old fashioned revenge, dude. It turns in like, well, at first he goes and he, he, there's a room full of bad guys, including the one guy that was at the hospital. This scene oh, is kind of my favorite when he interrupts oh, yes. the pool game. Yes, the billiard scene. Oh, God. Because he's, he's doing this that thing. You're like, who wants to fucking fight, man? Who wants to do it? Well, he's like, oh, come on, man. Don't you. Can I play? Like, he's yeah. doing that. Like, can yeah. I get in on this game? Oh, yeah. Like, hand me a cue. And what he does with one of these cues oh, after it's, it's awesome. broken in half is he stabs it into a guy's throat. Oh my and god. And says, fuck you, die. Yes. <laughs> it's oh god. It's that a, line and that stabbing is why it's my favorite scene. It's a really great scene because and it because it, 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 it intercuts with like, oh my god, this is the guy that killed my this is the actual the guy that killed right, my wife. Right. He recognizes right. like the dude's eyes or something like mm-hmm. that. But in any way he does say fuck you die, which is beautiful. And That's the stab amazing. to the neck is That's for my wife. Fuck you die. Yeah. And his wife would just be like, I would rather you go through legal means. I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. I'm, I'm a ghost who's disapproving of all this manslaughter. What kind of example are you setting for our son? <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Our son's alive? Who's this ghost I've been hanging out with? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. It's like a fucking abandoned baby ghost. <laughs> it's the fucking creepy little sailor person from uh, Insidious. Yes. Dude, that little thing dancing in the corner of that movie. Uh, that Oh, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it right now. Freaking gross kid ghost. Ugh. He kills all these henchmen. And then it, it turns. Oh, shit. Coma cat comes through the window. <laughs> Fucking kicking and scratching all these dudes. I wish. Fucking bites a dude's nuts off. Wow. Yeah. This is still a tiny kitten at this point. Uses its tail to toss a grenade. (laughs) It's the combat cat now. Combat cat. No, um, it turns into the third act of Halloween with... uh, No, now William Sadler is Jamie Lee Curtis... And, and <laughs> Steven Seagal is Michael Myers. And everyone else in the house is dead. Can we start calling Steven Seagal today the shape? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude is disgusting. Yes. yes. Like a fucking rhombus or something. Because he is just like going room to room and like just like stalking. Oh, I'm sorry. And but- killing and leaving fucking threats. Yes. Oh, written in blood on the wall. He writes, You're next. He writes, You're next. Or the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. Yes. On a toilet, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Because what are you saying with that? All I can say is if Eric, Chris, and I still live together, that would be written on our t- <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. I'm, we're all, you know, in, in, in nice, wonderful relationships, and we can't live in a dirty guy apartment anymore, but I guarantee you if we did, yep. that would be written on our toilet. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that we'd, would be We'd adopt great. a cat and name it Coma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do that. No, um, <laughs> Coma you know, cat's maybe... drinking out of the death toilet again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the anticipation of drinking out of it's actually worse. Uh, he does kill this. That's what the the, the second to last guy I think is the guy who uh, uh, talks shit about him being on coke in the beginning. Yeah. Um, does he leave that guy alive? That's the that's what I'm not sure. So this is like he's doing like some weird Batman shit. This is the the anticipation to death is blah blah blah, <laughs> and he like he's like he starts choking him with his own tie, right? Yeah. And the guy's like, I didn't do it. And then he stops, but on the floor the guy is like writhing, and I'm not sure either. Was I know. he choked to death? Did he have a heart attack, or is he totally just alive? Maybe I, he was doing too much coke. I think he's dying. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I think he kind of just killed him anyway. <laughs> What's weird when he gets to this mansion, though, like he does the couple things earlier in the movie where he's like, "Come at me, motherfucker!" Like that kind of cigar thing. Yeah. 
But when he's in this mansion and he's walking around looking for William Sadler, he starts getting all like talky talk. Oh yeah, out of nowhere, and he's like. He's like, come on, Trent, where are you? Are you in here? Oh, no. Are you behind this painting? No. Hey, Trent, are you under your bed? No. And he's like, just talk. I'm like, who are you talking to? Just stalk around this mansion. But this is when it becomes Halloween because Sadler's in the closet yep. and he's in the closet trying to get him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Steven Seagal gets poked in the eye with a fucking <laughs> a, a straightened hanger. <laughs> Instead, it's a shotgun that uh, he easily deflects and takes away from William Sadler. Yes, obviously. And then it's a move. shoves it into his mouth. Oh, and you know there's broken teeth, dude. Dude, I was watching this last night for the first time in a while, like really up close. Uh-huh. It's meant to be, because suddenly William Sadler has like blood around his mouth. Yes. Uh, it looks like lipstick. But It does look like lipstick. It probably is lipstick. <laughs> but he's also wearing black caps on his teeth. Yeah. Oh. So it's made to be like Mason Storm just broke all your fucking teeth down <laughs> your throat, which I found even more disturbing than anything else going yeah. on in the movie. Like intense tooth trauma like that. Big yeah. time. Like oh, all yeah. your oh, teeth God. are gone. Yeah. And not only all your teeth are gone, you had to swallow them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Those teeth had nowhere to go but down, dude. That is that. Now you're talking about it. It's a little because he's bleeding profusely. It's yeah, disgusting. Which it. would happen if you lost all your teeth? Teeth went to Tommy Town. <laughs> so, oh God! Um, <laughs> Try to pass that. The anticipation of it's worse. Probably he brings. Um, he brings. Uh, 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 he brings him into the family room there, and they're having a big talk. This is threatening cr- him with uh, prison rape. By the uh, way, yeah, that's that's this movie. Nice, pretty little petite white boy like you. Mm. Well, the weird thing is, at the end of the movie, he's supposed like there. There's two cuts of this movie. One in which he killed him, and he did use that line, yeah. I'll take you to the bank, the blood bank, and then right. shoots him. And then the other one, which is the real cut. But I think that's why they had this other cut, where this other scene where like it was such a good line, Seagal had to just say it in the middle of the day to nothing. <laughs> All right, fine. You don't want me to kill Trent at the end of this movie? I'll, I'll agree to that. I will acquiesce. But question to you, where are we putting the blood bank line now? <laughs> Because if that line goes, I go. This script was written backwards. <laughs> first things first, take it to the bank, the blood bank. Everything else happened after that. Is the um, Trent don't believe his lies. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Dodd? <laughs> uh, on your DVD, by the way, yeah. is there the deleted scene, like alternate ending that you can watch? Um, I didn't check, actually, because I had to flip it. To get the widescreen. Oh shit! And the the answer like, is no. It's not. Yeah, yeah. the was, special feature there is an anamorphic menu. <laughs> I didn't even see that, dude. It just started. <laughs> oh, how autoplay? Yeah, there's nothing on that disc. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he's about to kill him, maybe. But he, yeah, he's also saying maybe I'll send you to prison and you get raped because that's like whatever. And, and then you'll really be anal retentive. Is the line? That's so funny because it's so stupid it's and it's dumb. not what that means at no. all. No, 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 it's not. It's just what what can I do? Well, Listen, not- I originally wrote the line to say you're going to get fucked up the ass, <laughs> but they're making me change it. How about anal retentive? Yeah, that's funny. So the cops come in and they're like Storm, leave him alone. SWAT team. SWAT team comes in like drop the gun, drop the gun. We know and you're under arrest, Mr. Senator or whatever. Right, they tell like they tell like cuz cuz Steven Seagal's like which way is this going? Like, are they going to take him down? After but, fake shooting William Sadler's cock, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And there's a tense scene, and, it, you know, the cops are like, no, no, no. 
Mason, we're here to end the movie. Yeah, and we you know have what? seen the tape. <laughs> we are here to arrest the senator, not you. You can put the gun down, which would have been a great ploy to get him to put the gun down and arrest him. Yes, yes. totally. But like, here's the thing: that that cop is totally sincere. This guy waits way too long to give that information to Steven Seagal. Mm. Like, because everybody rushes in and Steven Seagal's got the gun and he's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What? And everybody's not saying anything. And then this other cop who's not SWAT team, he's just like a uniform guy, uh-huh. comes up and he's like, put the gun down, put the gun down, Mason. And it's like, beat, beat, beat. And Steven Seagal's like looking around the room. He's checking his watch. And then this this guy is finally revealing we saw the tape. I was like, that is what you lead with, sir. L- they- Loomis is on the stairs. Mason! <laughs> no! <laughs> but thank God we don't have to, like, in any other movie, it'd be like the police would have to, we'd have to watch them see the tape. Yeah, right. This That's is just true. like, boom, we've already, no, we... The audience knows what the tape is, Mason. Mm. You know what the tape is, Mason. Let's right. end, we're here to end the movie. Right. But then you're gonna go on trial for the deaths of like all of these people. <laughs> because sure. like it's all, you, you're not allowed to just walk around killing people, even if like they did you wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh so then it's this weird thing where like this little kid who is kind of re-meeting his dad for the first time mm-hmm. in seven years. And then here's brand new mom, Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. And there's a Steven Seagal group hug. And he's just like, uh, how about a nice vacation? And this kid's like, I guess so. <laughs> I'd kind of like to know who you are. By the way, you've got other people's blood all over you. <laughs> um, but then it's a weird, like... That's where it should end is like this group hug. But then we go out to like the driveway. Oh, right. And it's like this this like police technician of some kind is standing outside a van. Mm-hmm. And you hear like William Sadler. Like you hear the tape playing for some reason. Yeah. And it ends like the last thing is William Sadler saying, are you listening to me? Oh, that's and that's good. the end of the movie. It's like, just end with like, how about a vacation? Cue the saxophone, get the electric guitar going, get those credits out. Maybe we're saying something? I don't know. I don't don't know know. what it is. I I think that's a mystery. It's a total mystery, man. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Maybe it'll be explained in Hard to Kill 2. (laughs) Which is spelled G... T O O. Yeah, that's how you spell it. Hey, Steven, I got the the Hard to Kill... To Indiegogo page open. <laughs> All you need to do is check it. I'm, I'm no Steven. I'm not going to check it. It's not my movie. Look, here's the thing. This page will look a lot more appealing if you film the ask video we <laughs> talked about. You can't just have a bunch of text on an Indiegogo page. You want me to film my ass? <laughs> you want my ass video? <laughs> hey Edward, you want to fight me right now? No, Steven, I do not. You were in the CIA, huh, tough guy? <laughs> NSA, CIA, whatever. Big man with your big balls and your computer fingers. <laughs> Steven, I just I want you to look at approve the page before I make it live, dude. Think you're a tough guy with that Muppet voice. <laughs> Let's go, tough guy. Oh, fuck, man. I think was Under Siege 2 Dark Territory the only sequel he ever made to any of his movies? Oh, good point. I think it that probably uh, I don't aside know from the hundred movies he's made in between two thousand and five and, and now. Like maybe like one hundred movies. I don't know what any of those are. Yeah, I'm but trying to keep my taxes up to date <laughs> movies. That's what those are. <laughs> There's a hundred of them. I don't know what they are, but I don't think yeah, I think that you're probably right. 
Um, I watched some movie with him recently where it's like him and Stone Cold Steve Austin were best friends, and then like one of them burned the other one. What? Like, yeah, I don't remember what the fuck it was, but someone's like breaking into a prison for some reason. That sounds great. It was. It was okay if that movie had been made in 1990. Yeah. A lot of bad, like, CGI, like, oh, gun yeah. flare shit. Yeah, I can't handle that. Just the cheapest shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that is the end of Hard to Kill. Would anybody recommend this movie? Yeah, I would. Um, it's it's a kind of a we love movie. It's, it's a stupid as sin movie. It kind of, <laughs> it's mean. The middle doesn't make any sense. It's a, a lull, but it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. And um, we, we, we said at the top that, you know, Steven Seagal is a gigundo piece of shit. Yeah, um, phys- physically and just like with his attitude. But I like grew up watching this movie and yeah. it's got a little special place um, that uh, people die in. And it's, <laughs> it's a fun movie to watch. And I don't know what steal I'm... this movie. This is a movie you should there steal. You go, yeah. steal it. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're like fucking uh, Abby Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're the yippies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I think you should definitely check out this movie, man. No, I love this movie. Yeah. This is a fucking WLM yeah. for me if I ever saw one. I was just sitting there last night. It, like, I got home late. It was like a bad train situation, uh-huh. too. Tired as shit. And I'm like, man, now I got to watch the movie for tomorrow. But thank God the movie was hard to kill because I just, I sat right up. I was like, here we go. We're doing it. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> thanks again to Philippe uh, Sobrero. Um, who uh, is a great friend of the show, does a ton of art for us. Yep. By the way, check out the Patreon because there are there's so much bonus content there. There's Totally. There's commentaries, Rambo's coming up, uh, the Twilight Mentaries, Twilight and Twilight New Moon, many Taken others. Taken is Ta- on. Taken 2. Taken 2 Mentary, absolutely. Yep. Um, our show, The Nexus, where we talk about Star Trek. Um, you don't have to enjoy Star Trek to listen along. We've actually had a ton of people say, like, I get The Nexus. I don't watch Star Trek. I don't have anything against it. I don't watch it, but it's still entertaining, which is pretty cool. That's and, of course, point. Animation Damnation, where we talk about cartoons. Fun cartoons. Yeah, you got DuckTales on there. We got these are, these are episodes that have not been on the main feed. There will be a Christmas episode of Animation Damnation. Nation, so totally. you know, a little bit of fun there. And by the way, so for uh, checking out more of Philippe's art, because he's an amazing artist, go to sobrero.com. That's S O B R E I R O.com. Sobrero.com. And with that, that's hard to kill, man. Directed by Bruce Malmuth. Uh, if you want more WHM in general, check out uh, our website, whmpodcast.com, or find us over at HeadGum. On Twitter, we are WHM Podcast, and like us on Facebook. And right into that mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Your crazy holiday stories, mm-hmm. your holiday movie related questions for us, get them in. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Next week on the program, WHM just does not stop. We're not, we're going to break that 10 year rule, guys. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I apologize. What? Wait. Wait, what? Just in time for the Wait, holiday season. what? <laughs> Just in time for the holiday season. And yeah. I believe Coma Cat's coming up. Uh, it's the Coma Cat movie. Oh, my God. They, they green, they coming, green, up, coming up next on, on the air, Coma Cat. It's going to be with you for the next three hours. <laughs> no, it is Pottersville. Pottersville. And I, I at the time of this recording, mm-hmm. uh, November the 21st, I'm the only one to see this movie. It's fucking ridiculous. And it is now out on Netflix, I believe, or it's supposed to be out there streaming. So yeah, you can check it out. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie from this year. It's a movie from this year. It's, it's a Get this, gang. Get hip to this, gang. It's a Michael Shannon Christmas movie. Shit. 
uh, where he saves a town by being mistaken for Bigfoot. <laughs> so until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Uh, I almost said Chris Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Eric Siska, Chris Cabin is on a sign. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.